Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast. This is episode six. I'm joined here today by uh, Matt and Jet. How are you guys doing today? Well, he's sick, it sounds like. Yeah, it's going to be fun today. Yeah. <laughs> Should be. Having a blast. This is great. Oh, I'm so glad to have you guys here. Uh, so we're going to get things kicked off by talking about a couple of has-beens uh, that are apparently making some waves in the league, starting with Carmelo Anthony. Uh Apparently he wants to play. Uh, apparently nobody wants him. So uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Melo right now? Well, I mean, he's obviously skilled enough to play, but uh, Homeboy's never had it in him to just come off the bench. I mean, he's coming out and saying it now, but uh, I don't know how much how much you really put into him doing that. I can't see it working. He's going to get midway through the season and start whining. Yeah, I mean, he never wants to come off the bench, and if his mind isn't in the game, like, they're not going to play him. He doesn't want to give 100% for those eight minutes a game. Well, why even sign him to a contract? I mean, it's kind of just sad to see him go on TV and just, like, basically plead for people to sign him. Like, it is pretty sad, considering he was a perennial all-star for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he played pretty well in Houston, to be fair, when they let him go. Like, he was still, like... 14 points a game like could have been shooting a lot more efficiently obviously but do you guys think that he should be on a team or is this is this it for him well now that he's already done all his groveling and stuff yeah I do but before this like before he came on national television and all that I was thinking man it might just be time like just hang him up you, you I mean he's gonna be a hall of famer either way but it would look a lot better long term if he would just stepped away uh now we're kind of in this weird situation where it's like well he might get rostered out of pity he might get rostered because someone gets hurt and like people remember that stuff the the legacy took a hit and it's unfortunate because that's he's a legendary baller man and uh hate to see a guy go like that but i mean happened in football brett Favre. <laughs> same thing right yeah 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 it definitely does not help his legacy if he goes on national television crying about it like there's other ways you can get a roster spot go show that you're willing to play the eighth ninth man role go show you're willing to work out don't go on national television saying please hire me <laughs> yeah that's all like it's what's he doing yeah like even with the team usa stuff how jerry colangelo basically said like, we don't want you. And, like, <laughs> if there's one thing that Melo cares about, it's Team USA. Like, that's been yeah. one of the big bright points in his career is the fact that he won three gold medals. But, it's yeah, it's just sad to see. I do feel like he could be contributing on a team. Got to let the ego, you know, get out of the way. But it is sad to see because I think that he could. I wish that he had a title because he did put in a lot of good years in the league. He did take money a couple times over winning, which ultimately is also going to hurt his legacy and probably why he didn't win a title. But Well, he just started caring about basketball way too late. It was always, uh, it's the me-me show on the court, and then it's the I want the payday over the location that could help. This is what happens. Superstars need to understand that. If you want to take the highest pay, that's fine. Good for you. You've earned your money. But don't expect that these titles are just going to come your way. Don't expect that you're going to have a good relationship with all your teammates. Like, it is what it is, man. You signed up for it. I mean, he decided to go to the Knicks. And at the time, if I recall, he was 
there was some interest from the Bulls, and he just decided that apparently James Dolan was more appealing than what could have been a pretty solid Chicago team, because if I recall, they had Derrick Rose back then, and I think that was Taj Gibson, Joakim Noah. They were actually a, a contender at that time, and maybe could have made a run at LeBron and, and the Heatles at that time. But, yeah, it's sad to see. Uh, and the other has-been that we wanted to talk about, which I really don't want to talk about, but it's <laughs> it's Dwight Howard. And uh, apparently there's some interest from the Lakers, and it, I just want to cry. Like, I hope that it, this isn't actually a report that's serious, but it's I mean, sounding I, like it. I feel a lot more for your team just in the fact that you lost Boogie and the way you did. I think that uh, he had a lot of potential to come in and play a really big role for the team. I think both he and the team thought that he could do so. And uh, given that he would have had that entire summer off to heal up and get feeling better. And with it being kind of another prove-it deal, you know, he's going in not only trying to win a championship playing with LeBron and AD, but he could have a serious payday after that, right? If he comes out and he's even 80% of the old boogie. So... Uh, to see him go down, it's unfortunate. But I understand what the Lakers are doing. they got to replace him because uh, their only other center is JaVale McGee, I believe. So uh, I, I get it. I get the interest. And I think it's good that Dwight Howard's also interested in it. That, to me, shows he wants to be there. Like, he wants to be part of the team because there was that bad blood prior, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Like, say they were interested in Dwight, and he was like, oh, man, like, I don't know. That's, like, you don't want a guy like that. But he's saying, yeah, you know what, let's give this a go again. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd be a good fit. And, I mean, like you said, man, it's like he, his mind is in it. He's going to be a lot better than if he's 50-50 if he wants to be there. And, and it's a good fit for him. I mean, all he's got to do is just be a big guy in the paint and grab a board because he's got LeBron and he's got Davis. He's not, not to say he's been the main guy in his past few teams. He mm-hmm. hasn't been the main guy for a while, but. Definitely not as big expectations on him anymore, so he can just go out there and do do what he has to do. I just see him so much like Mello of like he still does have an ego of thinking that he can he can really contribute, which is the same as what Mello's thinking. But yeah, just to me, it, I don't like the fit. I think that they should be trying to find there's better centers out there. Like I look at what someone like Kenneth Fareed did last year in Houston and how he performed the way that he did. He's a lot younger. He's, it seems like he works a lot harder from what I've seen on the court the last few years. Like there just seems like there's a lot better guys out there. I know that Dwight Howard's name obviously attached to it sounds good. I just think that there's, there's better fits as far as what they need. Well, outside of Kenneth Fareed though, then you're looking at like most Bates. Or, like, Joakim Noah. So, it's really... Well, the Joakim Noah was another one that they talked about yeah. where I was like, I mean, I, I can't believe I would say this, but I would rather have Dwight Howard. Yeah, so but, you're kind of, like, that's just the situation you find yourself in at this point as a Lakers team. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of promise in Freed, but I think what they look at with Howard is we don't need you to score a single point. We need you to come in and be a fragment of what the defensive player of the year you used to be was. That's, I think that's what they're looking for. Yeah, and I and as you said, like I feel for Boogie because he lost out on not only a big payday. Like I, I honestly don't know if he's going to play in the league again. Um, yeah, well, all his injuries have been to, like the same leg, haven't they? Yeah, like, it's all been on the left side. Achilles and now his ACL. It's 
it that it just sucks to hear. But did you see the video of it? No, he I didn't. Just like did a like regular drive, and just lost it, blew out his knee. Like mm. didn't even get bumped. It wasn't even contested. He just oh non-contact. Yeah, just... it's not a good sign for him. And that's what sucks is that he. He he had the uh, issues in the past, obviously, with attitude and stuff, which hurt him as well. But, I mean, attitude or not, the guy was such a talented player. He was an all-NBA talent, perennial all-star, could give you 28 and 15 any given night. And, you know, you're a couple years removed from him and Davis in New Orleans looking really good. And then suddenly injuries have taken their toll. And I think Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony could both take a page out of Boogie's books because uh, talk about a guy that got humbled over the last couple of years. And he did he did everything in his power to try to be on competitive teams, not beg for that cash. You know what I mean? Like, Boogie's grown up. There's, there's a lot more selfish guys out there for sure. Yeah. And I hope that he comes back. I hope that he plays. And I hope that Dwight Howard doesn't play in LA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, next, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about some some jerseys, and it's because I I've always found it an intriguing topic because you know you see some of these these alternate jerseys that they come out with, and some of them look really good, and some of them you're just like, wow, like I can't believe that they're putting this on the shelves. But we're going to discuss some of our favorites. Uh, I'm going to start this one out. Uh, my two favorites right now in the league, I really love those Miami Vice ones right now. Mm. They got the pink in them, and I think that they look really slick. And then, shockingly, I didn't think I'd ever like a Milwaukee Bucks jersey, but their yellow and red ones that they have right now, that have, those ones are really nice. And I mean, I'm a big fan of Giannis. I might be pulling the trigger on one of those eventually, but... What are your guys' thoughts? Well, speaking of Giannis, I was just going to say I just finished watching highlights of him locking up Serbia and <laughs> playing D. Man, he's a freak. Oh, is that why they call him Greek Freak? Maybe. No, it's just because it rhymes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, but as far as jerseys go, uh, for right now, I I mean, it's going to sound so biased, but I really like the town jerseys that the Warriors have. Those black ones with like the, it's like a tree or whatever. Yeah. Oh, nah, I think they're Those so are nice. slick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do I like? Ah, come back to me. I'm going to think on it. I think they should make those Miami ones, like, just their main ones, you know? Like, the red and white ones, like, too many red and white teams out there. Could they just get, like, the black and red that they used to wear, like, the LeBron and Wade, and then, like, your other are also the Miami Vice ones? Like, I feel like those would be... I like those Miami Vice. I like the, I like the Nets, though. Like, they're just black ones, and they got that little colorful trim. Those are the ones I like. Some people say they're the wannabe Spurs. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> some people we don't know who they are but some people are saying that's sources. not a straw man argument <laughs> um, and then for me i mean there's a couple really bad ones right now uh the ones that come to mind are definitely those purple suns ones the yeah. low suns that they suns. came out with yeah. i mean they're already a dumpster fire of a franchise so i guess they decided that the jerseys was the next route of just total suckage yeah uh and then the other ones were the sacramento they've got those baby blue ones i don't know why like every team seems to have like those baby blues that they go to like i know the lakers have done it i know denver's done it like there's quite a few teams that like like baby blue jerseys just i don't know i don't well and speaking of which a shade of blue and an entire team that i think needs to be rebranded is the charlotte hornets i i've never liked anything they've ever put out i don't like the look i don't like the color on the court i just think it looks stupid <laughs> i don't mind that stuff i, I like their court the way like the 
it's like checkerboarded. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mind them when they had the, the Hornets logo on it. Yeah. Like the old style one. But like, yeah, now that they've just gone with the color, but they got rid of the best part of the jersey. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't really get it. But yeah. I don't know. I've never been big for, for their uh, color and branding, but eh, yeah. I don't really find a Hornet scary either, but no, I guess, you know. Unless you're allergic. <laughs> yeah, in which case, that's terrifying. In which case, yeah, <laughs> that sucks. One I kind of don't like, even as a Raptors fan, i got to say this, but those white oval ones, I don't know. Oval, yeah. Just the white ones. You are... heard it here first, Drake. Matt OJ, not a fan. Calling you out, Drake. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> Calling people out on the pod. We might have to bring him on the pod. <laughs> we're getting to episode six, and now we've just decided that calling people out is the route to go, and we're starting with you, Drake. Uh, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about was there's quite a few jerseys that they bring back for like, just like the one night only, but like, I feel like there's a few that they should be bringing back like full time. Mm -hmm. And one of them, which I'm stoked to see this year is the Memphis Grizzlies are bringing back the seafoam green Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys. That's the one I was going to go with too. Oh, oh they, I love it. I just think that they look so slick. Matt was making fun of me beforehand that I knew that it was seafoam green. Uh, <laughs> <He did>. <laughs> <laughs> making fun of my color palette apparently. Uh, and then the other one was uh, the old Denver Nuggets. They had the uh, dark blue jerseys. Not not like the mellow ones, but like the ones from back in the 80s where they've got like the skyline and everything on them. Those ones look really amazing. slick. And I think as Canadians, like, we can always agree that the Raptors with the actual Raptor on it. Classic wrap purple, yeah. Yeah, the purple Raptor. They got to just keep those full time. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they got away from it. I understand you want to try new things and stuff, but I, I thought they had it perfect. Well, I mean, when they went with the Toronto Huskies, those were some interesting blue colors. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like that should be a full time one for them. Definitely. I, I, anytime I think of the purple, I always just think VC, man. Yeah. Vince Carter just instantly comes to mind. Yeah, but according to Gilbert Arenas, you know, Vince Carter should give it up and, you know, give up a <laughs> roster spot, you know, because Gilbert Arenas on his high horse. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's real talented. Now. True paragon, Gilbert Arenas right there. I mean, sometimes you got to bring a Glock into the rock locker room to make a point, yeah, but, I mean, geez. Jesus. Oh, speaking of jerseys, I wanted to say uh, I think it's pretty cool how a team like the Boston Celtics can just, like, tra transcend time. Like, they just really never shifted. It's just your classic green, white. Sometimes there's a stripe. Sometimes there's not. It's whatever. You know? Yeah, they've gone to, like, black with yeah. green or, like, yeah. black with white. Like, just... Same thing for however long the league's been running. Yeah, no kidding. And I and the last one that I wanted to touch on was uh, sleeves or no sleeves. Oh, God. Oh, I, no. I feel like this is, like, a consensus. Like, no. why, why have sleeves? Like, there was LeBron a couple years ago where he actually ripped the sleeves <laughs> off of his jersey in the game because it was so oh, bad. sorry, so big. <laughs> yeah, like so we could all agree that sleeves that there's no place for it in basketball. Right? I'll say this much: it, like if they gave players the option, like hey, you can wear your sleeved jersey if you want, and they wanted to, whatever. Like that's your own personal call. But like I think they look stupid, and I think because I've worn sleeves in a game before, and it's annoying as heck. It is super annoying. I feel like also if you're going to wear the sleeves, like a lot of people wear like the shirt under the jersey because yeah. I've seen some NBA guys do that. Like that's fine, but like the full jersey being, being like, sleeves. Yeah, undershirt's fine, but I mean those sleeves are like tight and they just look weird and mm -hmm. serve no purpose what to just anger the And they players. started that I think with the Christmas Day yeah, jerseys. Yeah, the Christmas thing. And a couple of those jerseys were nice, but most of them were 
really bad. So yeah, yeah. they seem to like to test things on Christmas for some reason. It's as if people are watching or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like everybody. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, next up, we're gonna we're gonna move into our division breakdown. Uh, this week, we're gonna be looking at the Southwest Division. Uh, this is one that was it was a bit stronger last year. Uh, they had uh, two teams make the playoffs. Uh, maybe we'll have to see the same this coming season, but uh, we're gonna let Matt open this one up. We're gonna we're gonna start with the Dallas Mavericks. So, uh, what do you got about the Mavs there, Matt? Well, you know what? They're on the up and up here, Kenny. Good swing. Uh, I mean, the question mark of next year is what are you gonna get out of Porzingis? Right? Like, what's he gonna bring to the table? You got like, and you got uh, the. Toronto legend Delon Wright on there too, I guess. Ooh, Raptors legend Delon Wright. Sorry, Raptors. Yeah, but they got Luca. They got uh, Bray is going to be a good uh, bet presence there, shooter three. I mean, they've got Boban too. Boban. <laughs> but all the questions. I I think Luca's going to keep getting better. I mean, rookie of the year, and I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him an All NBA team next year. Uh, questions Porzingis. That's basically what their whole like. West is so stacked that Luca himself isn't going to be enough to get them into the playoffs. They're going to need KP for sure if they want to see a playoff game next year or I don't know. Yeah, I really like the Mavs, what they're doing. I think they've got great ownership. Rick Carlisle is one of the best coaches in the game. I I really, I, I think Porzingis is going to come back and have a really good year. Uh, I think they they do lack that depth. Like, as you said, like, they're not just going to be able to make it off of Luka. Um, well, they got Curry, too. But The better Curry. The, <laughs> the better Curry. <laughs> well, that Curry did go to Duke, so, I mean, that's <laughs> slipped in that Duke reference the there. Duke reference. Uh, no, I actually, I think that they're going to make the playoffs. I think that uh, Porzingis is going to come back. He's going to be really good. I think that they look like a really good duo together. They, they're going to really complement each other, and Seth Curry is just going to... Rain down threes. Yeah, I think Porzingis hasn't played in two years. Yeah, he's not played. (laughs) Well, I'm going to temper expectations. I guess I'm just higher on Porzingis here, but uh, I mean the guy's good. Like he's showing it, but can he can he play? That's the question. Can he stay on the court and not get injured? Yeah, but um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs though. Wow! Wow! I guess, you, heard it, you heard it here first. I place. guess I'm here on Mavs Island all by myself. Hey, but. I mean, it's a nice start to what's going to be a really good rebuild. They got the two biggest pieces out of the way. I just got to put stuff around it now. Fair enough. Uh, next up, we've got Jet, who's going to be talking about uh, the very Duke Blue Devil heavy <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. Boy, do I like that. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the Pelicans this year. I think they're going to surprise some people. That trade of Anthony Davis to LA Lakers brought in quite a plethora of players and picks and uh, lots to get excited for. Uh, currently, they've got Drew Holiday sitting in front of Lonzo Ball at point guard. I think we might see that change. We'll see how the year goes. Drew Holiday, I have a lot of respect for, and I think he's one of the best defensive point guards in the game. But Lonzo's got all the potential in the world to be an elite passer in the game. And I think that could be huge for a guy like Zion Williamson, who they just drafted first overall. He's going to be electric. He's already one of the faces of the league, hasn't even played a game yet. Uh, and I think there's a lot to look forward to there. Guys like Josh Hart, Jackson Hayes, Etuan Moore, Nikhil Alexander-Walker coming off your bench. Like, those are nice pieces. They can give you 5, 10, maybe even 15 points in a night. Um, obviously, Brandon Ingram, they're going to see how he fits 
because uh, he became quite the scorer by the end of the year last year. Uh, so whether or not they can actually fit him into the whole scheme of things, we'll see. Because I think he's a bit more of a, like, I can do it by myself guy. But, you know, if you can shift that and make it into something, that's nice. J.J. Redick, tons of experience. Derek Favors, tons of experience. Those are great players to have to learn from. I can see the Pelicans potentially vying for a playoff spot, but it's going to be tough, man. That uh, Western Conference the West is tough. Is so tough, yeah. Yeah, but they're uh, they're right there with the Mavs. Of like, I like what they're doing. They're on the right path. So, yeah, I can see them being over five hundred, probably a little bit higher. And uh, Zion Williamson, man, rookie of the year. I like what they're doing too. Um, I do think that Drew Holiday is going to remain the starter. Um, strictly because you can put like Lonzo as the six man, bring him like right off the bench. Oh yeah. But cause to me, like Lonzo, he's got the size where he doesn't even necessarily have to play the one or I could shift through to the two to play them together. But to me, he's so good defensively and I have him as one of my favorites for most improved player this year. Cause I think he might become an all-star this year. Uh, I think that he's had a lot of, he, he kind of got tucked behind Davis for a lot of years, but, like, he was consistently putting up good numbers. And with this young team, I think he's going to take that next step leadership-wise. I think he's going to step it up in the statistical categories. I just think that he's phenomenal. And, yeah, I like Lonzo, too. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that he's got a ton of potential. But replacing Drew Holiday, that one will be tougher just because, especially I've heard David Griffin say how much he loves Drew Holiday and how he sees him as an all-star guy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see them being paired together for sure. I just don't know if he would, like, replace him as the starter. And then, I, obviously, with, like, Zion being there, that's going to be scary. One other thing I was thinking about in regards to the Pelicans was in the trade for Davis, did they get the Lakers 2024 first? I think they did, yeah. That could potentially be big. Really big. We're talking four years from now. Five years from now, technically, but you know what I'm saying. LeBron's retired by then. It's well, got to be. Well, and I mean, they auctioned know. off the future for sure. Yeah. Like, what they're banking on, I think, is that Davis is gonna is still going to be there, and at that point they're going to find somebody to replace LeBron to pair with Davis. Yeah. But, I mean, if they don't, which mm-hmm. is completely feasible, that's why I didn't like the trade of giving up as many firsts as they did is that if it doesn't work and maybe Davis leaves, because mm-hmm. I mean, clearly loyalty isn't a thing for him. He just bailed out on new Orleans. Then yeah, they're in trouble. Especially if within the next two years, maybe, and I would never wish it on him, but maybe LeBron just, his body breaks down. Davis hasn't right? had like, he's been injury riddled his entire career. Yeah. So like, it's not even like both of them. Yeah. One's aging and one of them's got a history. So yeah. And AD just finished watching what Kawhi can do. Right, mm-hmm. you go, you go to a team where you're able to sit multiple games, twenty games, whatever, and you can still win. And yeah. I think a lot of guys took note of that. So, yeah, that's fair. I think New Orleans is going to be interesting to see Lonzo and not like Lavar has been really quiet now that Lonzo's in New Orleans. Like he's not the same guy. Like without that hanging over his head and just playing basketball. I mean, I'm sure the guy just doesn't think about it on the court, but you know, not having that dad presence constantly just be belittling you 
Mm-hmm. I think like, he's just going to have a chance to go out there and play ball, do what he wants to do. Yeah, I think LeVar's got his hands so deep into the LaMelo side of things right now that he's kind of letting Lonzo do his own thing. Because he – is it – LaMelo's over in Australia now? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, he honestly might just be over there, like, trying to pump his tires and flying back and forth and stuff isn't going to be easy. And, yeah, as you unless, said, like, it's going to – Unless your kid's already in the NBA. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Um, so next up, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I'm going to take this one. It's not a team that I'm super crazy about right now, but I do like some of the moves that they're making. Uh, they're right there with, we were just talking about Dallas and New Orleans, like team with a ton of upside. I mean, they just got John Morant at two, the number two pick and any other draft, he's going number one. Like it's just Zion was such a freak that, you know. And John Morant's putting up triple-doubles in the NCAA tournament, which is incredibly impressive. Well, and I mean, I think you can make an argument that Jaw could be better than Zion. I oh, mean, for sure. Yeah, it's just a matter of Zion's already a, a face. You know what I mean? Like, that's a guy that you put on your roster, Pelicans, and boom. Now it's, you think Pelicans, Zion. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, they traded away Mark Gasol. They added Valanchunas coming back in that one. They, they signed Tyus Jones. They've still got guys like Dylan Brooks. They had Jaron Jackson Jr., who I think is criminally underrated, mm-hmm. coming off of his rookie campaign. I mean, they're going to be walking in Memphis, but it's going to be uh, – they're going to be walking this year. They're not going to be running towards the playoffs. They're not going to be – you know, we're not worried about them taking that eighth playoff spot yet. Luckily, the Suns are so bad, we're also not worried about them finishing last. But, I mean – expectations aren't going to be very high. This is just going to be a growth year. Uh, they're not really a team that scares anybody, but it's all about getting Jaw and Jaren some reps, and you've got some quality guys around them. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, to me, they're the bottom of the division, but it's just because other teams have gotten better, and they're just you, not there yet. I know you never want to tank, but, like, you know, this would be a good year to not be good. <laughs> the nice part is they're at West. So, I mean, they get more games against the LAs of the world. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the problem is teams like OKC and Phoenix are so bad that, like, they're not going to be bottom no. two in the conference. Probably not bottom five in the league with teams like the Cavs and that out there. Definitely. But, but, you know, maybe you get lucky. You pull a Lakers and you flip into the top three and then suddenly... Yeah, you know, you're looking at adding that third piece, and yeah. you don't have inept management there. So, like adding quality pieces around them, you know, it could be it could be something nice. But yeah, no, I think they're much like now. The Mavs are a lot more established in Luca and Porzingis, but I think there's very very similar situations happening there. They're like John, a year Jerry behind. Jackson. Yeah, they're a year behind right now. I, I yeah. think it's yeah. This is pretty common rebuilding that we're seeing here, and that's all right. There's nothing wrong with the rebuild. How no. do you expect to be good if you're just constantly eighth seed? Well, and no one's thinking, oh man, in free agency, I'm going to Memphis. Like it's <laughs> yeah. they're not a free agent destination by any means. So yeah, building through the draft is what they're doing, and they're doing it well. So uh, next up, we've got the Spurs, and uh, we're going to let Matt take this one because he's a big pop guy. So why am I a big pop guy? <laughs> oh, he just who doesn't love pop? That's true. Everyone's a pop Lost guy. Lost Spurs, like they made they have. Basically the same roster from last year. I think they picked up Trey Lyles, right? Yeah, that's all they got. But I mean, they Watch still got make him good now too. <laughs> Jeez. 
I mean, DeRose and Aldridge are the headliners, and Jakob the Hurdle Purdle. <laughs> <laughs> Raptors legend. Raptors legend. Raptors legend. I mean, Rudy Gay too. Demarion Carroll. Raptors Murray. legend. Rudy Gay. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's the, I. They're still going to compete. I mean, they've got one of the best coaching staffs out there. It's tough to deny that, and how much that can make make an effect on the league, right? I mean, they were bounced by Nuggets in the playoffs last year, although. That was that one silly one where they wouldn't foul the guy in, like, the last second. Nah. So, I mean, it's the West, though, right? Where are they going to end up? Who's going to be where? They could be fourth. They could be slipping in eighth, depending on injuries and all that stuff. That's just, like, the theme of every team here is are they going to get injured, right? Yeah. Well, and particularly with the Spurs, they, to me, are, like, that ultimate wild card of, like, Normally, like, if, if it wasn't the San Antonio Spurs, but you looked at just the roster, you'd be like, uh, you know, 12, eh, right. 10, whatever. But it's the Spurs, and it's Greg Popovich, and we're just like, well, I don't know, maybe they're third. Like, who knows? <laughs> Can't count them out or anything. No, so. I mean, they do have some upside with Murray and Lonnie Walker. Yeah. They could definitely be guys that come in, and they really help them improve. Yeah, like, it's the Spurs. It's, it's tough it's, to count them out. I'm going to this year, but I mean, maybe maybe a full summer for DeRozan under Pop will help him and actually make him play defense or something. I mean, all of his statistical categories went up last year playing mm-hmm. under Pop. Like, mm-hmm. so it's I think his scoring might have taken a slight hit, but well, more of a that distributor, more of a number two guy with Aldridge and Gay, right? Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't the the man every. They time. don't really have a the man ever since Timmy retired. Really, yeah. It's just sort of a win by committee. Yeah, that's usually how they do it. You know? yeah. Yep, they're going to run eight or nine guys. That's why they make the playoffs as much as they do because they can plug anybody in. As you said, Trey Lyles, and that's why they're a headache for anybody. They're they're the New England Patriots of the NBA. Yeah. They just find random guys that just come yeah, in and guys, play make well. them good. Yeah. Yep, and then they leave, and then they're just not. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, one of the most intriguing teams in the league coming into this coming season is going to be the Houston Rockets, and we're going to let Jet take this one because he's a big Harden and Westbrook guy. Love so. him, yeah, huge, huge fan. Uh, no, actually, I had a good laugh because I'm looking at ESPN right now, and I'm looking at the depth chart of the Rockets, and without looking, where do you think they have? James Harden slated to play. Which position? Point guard. I'm going to say that they have him slotted in at point guard for whatever reason. They have him at small forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so justify this. For, so, like, our Westbrook at the one, yeah. Gordon at the two? Yeah. Harden at the <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. Isn't Eric Gordon bigger than him? Like, Probably. I thought he would... Oh, I don't know. ESPN. <laughs> Yeah, so I found that pretty funny. Um, obviously, you got PJ Tucker, point or power forward, point forward, and center Clint Capella. Um, man, I don't even know what to say about these guys. Like, this could be a team that finishes first and crushes people. This is also a team that could miss the playoffs. Like, I wouldn't be surprised by either. Um, outside of your starting roster, what are you looking at? Austin Rivers. Gerald Green, Daniel House, Gary Clark, Tyson Chandler. Like, they don't have a bench. What are they working with? They're hoping that Russ and Harden can go put up 30 every single game and then that the rest can chip in the 40 necessary, right? They're betting on the starters and winning it and the bench just not losing it for them at this point. Yeah, and they 
like when you're when one of your big studs doesn't shoot the three ball, you're already behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? So because that Rockets bench is maybe like a fifteen point bench at best. Because yeah, you're maybe going to get like six points out of Rivers, a couple points out of Tyson Chandler, and then well, Gerald Green will give you a couple. Like you're also hoping they don't get crushed. You know, yeah, defensively. I think that, yeah, as you said, they're going to hope that Harden and Westbrook are 30 and 30. They're going to hope that Gordon gives them 15. Yeah. And then Capella and Tucker combined for the other 25 that they need in order to win. And, yeah, they're going to be very top-heavy. I still think that they're going to win just under 60 games because it's the D'Antoni system. Like, yeah. it's built to win regular season games because – you get that team that's coming off back. They're playing their back to back, and they're going to run them into the ground. Yeah. And it's it's how he plays. He consistently wins like fifty to sixty games every year. Now, what intrigues me is what always seems to happen, and uh, Colin Coward brings this up all the time about how James Harden's style of play gets him to the playoffs, but then he's gassed. He's out of it, right? What happens when you got two of those guys? What happens when you're taking turns and you're splitting those touches with those hard fouls down the middle, all that stuff, right? Suddenly, you got a less wear, a lot less wear and tear come playoff time. I wonder if that was the theory or if it was just, ah, let's, whatever, let's go get Westbrook. <laughs> I just hope that they can figure out, like, I know that Dan Tony won't do it, but it would make sense for Harden and Westbrook to both just play 70 games where it's like 10 games each. Here's the ball. Go score 50 win us the game. Yeah, we're playing the Suns. Yeah, just go and get your points. And, like, Gordon, will, Gordon, you shoot some more. PJ, you're going to shoot some more. Yeah. And, like, because if you can even get them down to 70 games each where they're getting, like, 10 or 12 off, I mean, that that does go a long way. And, as you said, like, they get gassed in playoffs. Do I think D'Antoni's going to do it? No, I think he's going to chase the one seed because he's a moron and he <laughs> thinks that that matters. Like, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame because winning as many games as he has warrants that. Yeah, like, like they didn't just lose the Warriors at home again. Yeah, without... <laughs> weren't you guys missing... You're missing KD. KD like, and uh, I think Clay even just started getting banged up then. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're they're an interesting team. They're I think they're going to win the division, but it's only because lack of Well, and a lot of media members say uh, they're going to win the West. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Yeah, it all depends on wh- how these Clippers and Lakers teams, how much they actually go after it. And I feel like D'Antoni just wants it. I feel like he just wants to Where's, win the West just to say that he did again. And, I mean, I know we talked about this last time, but, like, why why do we keep sleeping on the Nuggets? They're good. Like, yeah. They are good. Well, well, and they'll get teams on depth yeah. for sure. And they don't have to play guys 35 minutes. They play Jokic like 25 to 30. Yeah. Dude, they do the same with Murray. So you got to play Jokic that many minutes because he keeps fouling guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so we're going to wrap up this segment by tossing out our predictions for this coming season uh, for this division. So uh, I'll let Jet start us out here. Uh, what is your Southwest division prediction? Well, I'm going to start with my last place team being the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, fourth will be the Dallas Mavericks. I just think Porzingis coming back uh, after being off for basically two years. Uh, they're going to need some time to get used to each other. And so, yeah, there's my four. My three is the Pelicans because, well, that's exactly what they'll be. They're going to be good some nights. They're going to be bad some nights. they got to find themselves. 
Uh, two's the Spurs, just well coached, period. Uh, winning by committee, as it was. And finish it off with the Rockets. It's just those, the two stars that they do have are so good that they will them to first. That's fair. Matt, who have you got? Yeah, I, I have the exact same list. <laughs> like, yeah, Memphis, they're rebuilding. They've got some good pieces, but uh, it's the West. They're going to be struggling. Dallas, like Judd said, <laughs> given a lot of good info here. So <laughs> what's, what's KP going to be like? Is he He's coming off two years. He hasn't touched the ball uh, on the court. So Luka's going to be Luka, but that's not going to be enough to get him to the third or even second place in the division. I think... Zion's going to do really good for New Orleans. I think I think he's not going to have any injury problems. He's got to get his conditioning better for sure. If he gets that going, like they could be playing for the second spot in the division. Then San Antonio, Houston. I mean, like Gay, Aldridge, DeRozan. Those guys are all stars. They can do it. They can bring it. But it's Harden and Westbrook, two of them elite guards of the. They're gonna. The only problem well, I have. One's a guard, one's a small uh, forward. Yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't forget elite small forward. James the only Harden. thing I think that could. Well, the big one for me with Houston is like if Capella goes down, like they don't have any big men. Like yeah. they've got Chandler. Like and that's what I was getting at. Is that Tyson Chandler thing? Like, oh, that could be bad. Like that's their what backup center? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're going to end up signing somebody. At they're going to have to. They'll yeah. bring in the Nair Farid again or something. If Capella goes down, like that could well, why spell disaster. There? The money? Yeah. Well, uh, they have zero money. Yeah. They they dumped it all into into those two and Capella. So yeah, I guess so. Um, so I've got a little bit different for this division. Uh, in fifth, I also have Memphis. As we said, they're on the up, not quite there yet. Uh, at number four, I've actually got the Pelicans. Uh, I think that they're going to be a need a bit more time to grow. Uh, I do like what they're doing. I think Zion's really good. But to have, like, as you said, like, they're chasing a playoff spot possibly, but there's just so many good teams that I think that these rookies are going to run into that lull at, like, game 50 and mm-hmm. 60 where they're like, man, yeah. like, I'm gassed. And you know what? It happens to all of them. It happens to all of them. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, in third, I'm going to have the Dallas Mavericks. I have them slightly ahead just because I think they're more NBA tested. Like, they're just they're more ready to go for an 82-game schedule. Uh, they're not going to beat them out by much. might be a couple games, but that's my thoughts. Uh, I got the Spurs at two. Whether that's them actually making the playoffs as the second team in the division, I don't know yet. I'm going to have to think on that one as we get closer to the season starting. And, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Houston's the one. I actually have them winning the West. It has nothing to do with them being the best team in the West. It has everything to do with other teams understand that it's not who wins in April. In it's who season. wins in June. Definitely. Uh, so... We got one last segment here. Uh, we're actually going to start touching on some fantasy basketball stuff, start getting you guys ready to go for your for your fantasy seasons. We're going to be having our own shoot-or-shoot league here. Uh, we've got some buddies of ours, including a couple guys from the three-batter minimum, so we'll get to throw some shots back at them after they've been chirping us, chirping us at... Uh, with our baseball uh, <laughs> picks. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to start with the point guard position today. Uh, they're the floor general of the offense. Sometimes they take awful shots. Sometimes they make nice passes. That's that's just what they do at the point guard position. And so uh, I, we're going to give you our top ten list uh, going into this year of who's going to be the best fantasy players. This does not mean that we think that they're the best players. This is not our best players list. This is strictly 
who do you want to own in fantasy this coming year? So I'm going to give you my top 10 lists. Jet and Matt are going to hop in here and there just to give their thoughts on who they have. Uh, but I'm going to open it up by my number one point guard in fantasy basketball this year is going to be Stephen Curry. Uh, I think he's him and Russell are going to be fun to watch, but Curry is ultimately the leader of that team. He's going to give you threes. He's going to give you steals. He's going to give you points. I just think he's a really valuable guy to own in fantasy. He also shoots a lot of leagues do field goal percentages, something that counts and him from three and as well as free throws and everything. Like he just, he's the best guy to own in fantasy at the point guard position. I don't know who you guys have got, but yeah, I think I've there's got no Curry. question about that right there. Curry's, Curry's your guy. And I mean like finishing games too, he's going to be the one with the ball in his hands. Whereas, like, before it could have been Thompson or Durant, right? But yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to have any faith in Russell to make that shot. I think it comes down to usage for Russell Westbrook. We'll see because I don't know what it's going to look like. Because if they end up going heavy Westbrook, well, you already know that you're going to get your points out of them. And you already know that you're going to get your rebounds out of them. So if they can find a way Wait, to get he, his... he, Russell Westbrook likes to get rebounds. He does. He yeah. does chase them. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, if you got that triple-double category, there's your guy. Yeah, uh, that one me leagues having Harden and Westbrook. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. I didn't, you know, trade you Westbrook and help <laughs> you in that league. No, I don't do that. Yeah, um, Curry, Curry's the other one, obviously. So, so uh, at number two, uh, I've actually got Ben Simmons coming into this season. Uh, I think he's just going to fill the stat category because the thing is. Outside of three-pointers, he's going to shoot the ball efficiently from, like, you know, inside of 10 feet. Um, I did see a funny video where they were talking about how Ben Simmons' game had evolved and he was in, like, an open gym and all he was doing was dunking. And it's like, that's literally all that he's been doing in the last couple years. Shooting 15-footers over children. Um, But I think he's a guy that's going to give you everything that you need. Rebounds, points, assists. Like, he's going to be a triple-double category guy as well. If you're in a league like that, um, he's even double doubles, like he's going to, whether it's points and assists, rebounds and assists, like he's going to figure out a way to fill the, oh, fill the have, stat sheet. He could have 10, and, 10 of any sort, any night. And he's going to keep improving. The only thing that hurts him would probably be the free throw percentage. But yeah, I think he's the number two guy in fantasy this year for me. Who have you guys got at number two? I put Lillard number two. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's still him and CJ, like, the question is, but I mean, they've shown that they can work together. They've shown they get points, right? It's a question of Russ and Westbrook. That's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a question of Harden and Westbrook. Who knows what's going to happen, but, like, CJ and team they've they've shown that they can do it and i think they're gonna come back uh yeah um i had simmons number three but i'm gonna put curry one so i can definitively say that my top two are curry westbrook uh put westbrook at my two um uh, he's just a freak so see now now number three for me is russell westbrook and the reason being you talked about the usage rate um his turnovers are higher his three-point percentage is low like those are things that i look at like if you're looking at like across the board um i do love his triple doubles and the double doubles not that they win championships but they look really good in fantasy basketball so i got russ at three 
Um, we don't have Harden on this list, by the way, as a point guard because he's most of his forward. career, yeah, <laughs> most of his career, he's played shooting guard and then he randomly played point. Now he's playing small forward. The guy's just a maverick. He can play wherever he wants. Apparently. Actually, he's a rocket. Yeah, man, yeah, man, rocket. man. When he starts playing the center position, that's where we're gonna have some fun. Oh, the game will change. <laughs> uh, who have you guys got at three? Um, I put Simmons at three. Yeah, he's but, my three as well. Okay, I put Westbrook at four. What? Ooh, wow. Oh, I'm just, like I'm saying. <laughs> you must be really high on Lillard. I am really high. Man, guy, guy loves the Trailblazers. Yeah. And, hey, man. I He's love, a Trailblazer. I love Dolladame. I love Dolladame, but like, really? Over Westbrook? Yeah. yeah. Uh, at number four, I've got Kyrie Irving this year. I, I wouldn't have him as high if Kevin Durant were playing for the Brooklyn Nets this year. But to me, that's going to be his team. It's what he's always wanted. He's wanted to just go out and do whatever he wants. And he's going to do that this year. He's going to give you a lot of lot of categories. I wish his assists and rebound numbers were higher, but I just think his points and everything else is going to look really good. So I got Kyrie at four. What have you guys got? Sign me up for Kemba Walker. Kemba. Yeah, I like it. Kyrie's replacement. I, I think he's got a chance to just be a double-double machine, so... Yeah, give it give it to me. And, the, uh, and I don't like Kyrie at all. So. Well, as you and uh, Matt said, he's got uh, who have you got it for again? Westbrook. All right, you're you're a Russ hater. Yeah, man, I thought that Jet was going to be the Russ hater on this pod, but he yeah, he, 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 his tires he gave him a ton of respect. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. Uh, at number five, I've got Damian Lillard. I've, I, I thought I was high on Lillard, but until I heard Matt's, Matt's prediction here, I guess I'm not high enough. Uh, no, Dollar Dame's going to be going to be really good again. He's going to give you everything that you want. So I got him at number five. I'll give Kyrie the nod of five. That's fine. He can be top five, I guess. Yeah, I threw Kyrie five there. All right. Like, yeah, he's the man in Brooklyn. If Durant was healthy, yeah, he'd probably be lower. Yeah. But. All right, uh, up at number six, I've actually decided to throw in a curveball here. Uh, my number six point guard this year in fantasy basketball is going to be Trey Young. Yeah. And the reason being, he's going to, like Atlanta, they don't really have a lot else besides him. And you saw towards the end of the year, he was just 30 and 10 pretty consistently. He's going to give you double doubles. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you threes. He does a lot of things well. So he could easily pass guys like Kemba or Kyrie or uh, the name is slipping Lillard. Like he could because <laughs> he plays very similar style to them, right? Yeah. So. Who have you guys got at six? I put uh, Drew Holiday there. Ooh, I, I like it. I'm just hot takes, full of hot takes yeah. today. Lillard for me. Defensively, I like the Drew Holiday yeah. one. I guess it's the, whether he takes the stat leap. Like I think he's going to. Yeah, you don't get any points for twenty-four second shot clock violations, though. <laughs> Question: Like uh, steals, a, Jet? That's a category <laughs> that we play by. It's a bit. It's a bit bold because I mean, like, how many minutes is ball going to take? Right? Like, what's it going to be with that? Imagine if they counted like tips and stuff. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. Cool. I would be a good guy to have. Uh, at number seven, I've got Kemba Walker there. Uh, I just think Tatum and other guys are going to take away a bit, but Kemba's still Kemba. He's going to put up 20, probably give you seven or eight assists, some boards. Yeah, he's going to – if you can get him in a couple rounds in, that'll be a nice point guard to have. But who have you guys got? Um, 
I'm debating. This is another guy that, uh, like, I want to see his usage. I want to see how he fits into the process, and that's Mike Conley. Uh, just because, like, he's got all any intangible you think of. Whatever you want him to be, he'll do that. And that's why he's kind of up in the air, like, okay, so what's, like, is he going to get points? Is he going to be used as, like, you know, whatever. So, yeah, Mike Conley probably there. But that's strictly, like, because I just want to see how Trey Young develops yet. Otherwise, it would be Trey there for me. Yeah. Uh, so, but I know what I'm getting out of Conley usually. So, yeah. yeah, he's a nice piece. Yeah, I got Trey Young there. I mean, if it wasn't for Luca, that's your runaway rookie of the year, right? Yeah, most years he would have got it for yeah. sure. Basically, especially with the second half. Basically, push. any other. Yeah, he started slow. That was probably a big reason why, because Luca was just consistently there all season. But Trey picked it up in the second half. But I think he's going to make more steps this year. And, I mean, Atlanta doesn't really have very many pieces besides him. So, yeah, he's the man. Uh, at number eight, I've got some Canadian content here. We're tossing Jamal Murray in at number eight for me. I think him and Jokic, they're going to work really well together. They're going to be on a good team. I think he's – I mean, what is he going into now? Year three, four? Three, I think. Yeah, yeah three. so, like – this is another guy that's just on the up. Like, I really wanted to put a guy like Kyle Lowry here, but I just think that they're gonna they're gonna take a little bit of a nosedive. And I think it's it's not even due to like Lowry not being that valuable in fantasy. I would definitely want him on my team. I just wouldn't want him that high as all. So. Yeah, Lowry's a usage guy because what do you got now? Yeah, like Siakam. He just doesn't give you a lot statistically. Like, because Lowry's always been like, he does the little things, but mm-hmm. it's like in fantasy basketball, it doesn't, doesn't pan out as things, well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, who did you guys have at number eight? Uh, same for me, Jamal Murray. Actually, he was a guy that I uh, might have even bumped up higher on my list. I just sort of forgot about him. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. I went with De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Ooh. Kings. You know what? Still young, still growing. Sacramento, they're coming up, but uh, they don't have much beside it. Well, they have some. But I like the Fox one. That's why I have them at number nine. Uh, I have them just slightly behind Jamal just because I think I think Jamal's going to give you more like three-point scoring and stuff because Fox still hasn't developed a really consistent three-pointer. But I think he could this year. Like, he's also going into year three now. Like, he's someone that mm-hmm. uh, you could get a ton of value out of. So I have him at number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you guys got? Yeah, well, I haven't said Trey Young yet, so that's where I'm going to put Trey. Uh, Just, like, he's got to be in your top ten list. I just don't know where to slot him yet. Yeah, it depends on what Atlanta does, too. Like, they could could take the next step. They could just stay where they're at. I mean, by the end of the year, we might be talking about him being a top three-point guard. You know? Yeah, it wouldn't be that shocking. We have no idea with him. So, yeah, I'm going to just put him in nine, but... I'd say disregard the number. It's he's in your top ten, is what I'm yeah. saying. I put I actually put Conley at nine. Like Jet said, like how's he gonna fit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we seem to say that about everyone. <laughs> how's he gonna fit? How's he gonna fit? But there was a lot of movement though. So it's, the NBA is just a giant puzzle, man. You got to figure out where everyone's gonna fit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, I've got Drew Holiday there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you touched on it earlier. He's gonna. Be really good in New Orleans. So I think he's going to be splitting a, a lot more time than people think with Lonzo. I don't know though. I got Lonzo in my head as like doing this breakout type thing. So who's there yeah. two again? New Orleans. Uh, nah. Josh Hart. Yeah. Josh Hart. No, they got someone in front of him. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, JJ. Yeah, JJ Redick. There you yeah. go. I think they could 
put like Lonzo or Drew at the two, right? Yeah. Spread a lot of minutes there. Although they like having Redick on the floor because that's a guy you always got to watch. Problem is you can't play all three together because none of them can play the three. Yeah, no, you're right. Can go up. Um, my, interesting. my number 10 is De'Aaron Fox over Drew, although I got Drew just on the cusp. Uh, just because I think De'Aaron's got potential to do more offensively is all. I, yeah. I think Drew Holiday's the better player right now, though. I Like, I will say that flat out. But better player and better fantasy player are two different things completely. Yeah, so. for sure. And Matt? You know, my little bias snuck in here, so I threw in Kyle Lowry at number 10. Oh. Yeah. He's getting old, but with Kawhi gone, like, Pascal's the future, but he's not there yet. So Kyle Lowry's definitely going to step up. Yeah. I mean, if he shows up next year and he's an old man, then, yeah, he's probably not number 10. He's probably a lot lower. But, I mean, for me, like, I have Lowry 11 and Connolly 12, and there's some guys that I named. Like, we all had pretty much the same names. It was just they were, they were interchangeable. And, yeah. So, I think that those are those – are, that's a solid top 10 for, for all of us. They're all pretty, pretty consistent. So, Do we know the health of John Wall? You see, and John Wall is one of those guys that you pick in later rounds and you just stalk him in your IR spot. If you've got an IR spot, then you love to own John Wall for yeah. later in the year. Because that's a guy, if he comes back and he is healthy, you just hit a home run. Yeah, you know? and if you're looking for like a defensive point, guys like Eric Bledsoe is a nice one we to have, have just for that. We have zero clue what to expect out of Chris Paul. Yeah, but well, we also don't know where he's going to play yeah, yet because exactly. he, he may not end up on that team. When Honorable mention starts. to Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. You know, so there's there's all, obviously pieces outside of that top ten, but... John Morant. Yeah. Rookie. Yeah, exactly. You have no idea what you're getting out of him. Lots so. of guys out there. So, yeah, that just about wraps up episode six here. Uh, we're really excited for basketball. It's a shame that we're still in the middle of the off season right now, but... Uh, we're going to come at you in a couple weeks time and we're going to, we're going to give you a good breakdown of some shooting guards as well as another division. Whoa, 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 so. whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, we forgot about one very important point guard, Ricky Rubio. Oh my God. <laughs> and with that, that closes out episode six of the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast, part of the Squib Kick Radio Network. Be sure to check out Three Batter Minimum and the Squib Kick Radio. They've got some great baseball and football advice, especially since fantasy football's just about here. So, Where can you find our pod, Kenny? You can find our pod on Spotify and Podbean. We're currently getting verified on iTunes, so keep an eye out for that as well. And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. 